in a world where serial mascots are alive and they're angry and they're they're wanting to fight and they're all gonna get together and, and they're gonna fight each other and they're gonna crown one winner of the serial <laughs> and there's and there's only one man who can g g get his bowl of cereal and, and eat it too. <laughs> I am Batman. Hi. Hi, welcome to Geek Film. Oh boy, Geek Film Critic. I think last week was the only week I could say the title of my podcast correctly. Uh, welcome to Geek Film Critic, where we explore the best, worst, and most middle in the world of cinema. I'm Luke Jackson, I'm your host, I'm your best friend, and I am the succulent that your mom got you as a housewarming gift. Make sure you don't water me too much, right? Succulents are the ones you don't water. <laughs> um, it's good to be here. Welcome to the show. Uh, this week, caught off the presses, I'm coming at you with a film that's only been out for about 24 hours now. Uh, I, I had the privilege to watch it the same time as everybody else on HBO Max when it came out, and today I'm going to be talking about none other than the film Mortal Kombat, which again, came out yesterday, the 2021 film, which I'm very excited about. I was so excited to see that they were doing another one. I've had a weird obsession with Mortal Kombat since I was a child. I uh, remember we lived in my, we lived with my grandparents. My grandparents had a, had a foster, they were foster parents, so there was a foster child who was living there, and I was like, probably, whatever, five, six, seven, eight, around that between five and eight at the time and I was a bit of a snooper so I was going into this um my her name was I won't say her name <laughs> I was going into her room I was snooping through things and I found a Nintendo 64 cartridge for Mortal Kombat and I went and plugged it in and I, I didn't know how to play it because it's such a technical game right but I remember going through and trying to figure out this tournament style game with these characters with extravagant outfits and scantily clad women and scantily clad men just beating the absolute piss out of each other and so I've had this weird obsession with it since uh since then you know I've, I've really tried to play all the games I've not very good at that I'm, I'm really quite a bad Mortal Kombat player the game frustrates the absolute hell out of me but I love them so much just because they're so crazy they're so violent and uh I was so excited to find out that there was another movie that they were coming out with, and so I, I watched the day of. And um, the 1995, there's a film, I think it's the only other like major motion picture, and then this one had a sequel called Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But the 1999 film, again titled Mortal Kombat, was so bad. It's so horrible. I watched it for the first time probably a year ago. And it's so much fun. It's so terrible. And I was so excited to dive into this one, which because I was hoping it was going to be a similar kind of campy, over-the-top, just bad, bad movie that is so fun to watch. And so uh, this Mortal Kombat follows a washed-up MMA fighter, Cole Young, who due to his heritage as Scorpion's descendant has unknowingly been chosen since birth for the Mortal Kombat tournament. Cole is being hunted by Shang Tsung's best assassin, Sub-Zero, and goes to train with Lord Raiden and Earth's champions as they prepare to fight in this tournament. And so the Mortal Kombat universe has a lot going on, and so if you're not super familiar with like the contextual background of it, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit just so it, it makes more sense. Um, so Mortal Kombat is this tournament between all of the realms in the universe, and in, in the context of this film... Shang Tsung's realm, the Outer Worlds, 
has won the last nine tournaments. I'm not sure the timing. We kind of just kind of assume that the tournament happens every year, every few years. And in this, again, film, if she, if the Outer Worlds win this tournament, the 10th in the row, they can take over Earth. And so Lord Raiden is this other kind of big deal. And he's Shang Tsung and Lord Raiden are both gods, right? They, they, they don't fight in this tournament. Their job is to choose champions for their realms to represent. And so, again, he doesn't fight. He's this thunder god. And his job is to find Earth's champions and to train them. And in this film specifically, he assists them in finding their arcana is what he calls it in the movie and it's just kind of code for superpower and i guess i'm not like super well versed on the mortal Kombat lore but i don't think this is how it works is that these people when they train with lord raiden find superpowers right and, and i don't think it's an awesome way to go about being like everyone has a superpower if you train hard enough but i think it's a, it's a good way to explain how some of these fighters have like the power to control lightning or fire and it, it, it kind of explains their um i don't know out of otherworldly powers abilities is is with this arcana business that they that they kind of introduce as far as i understand in this film and so again we have shang sung who in this film is a cheating bastard he's 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 a bad dude the the other outer worlds are are the bad guys, right? It's Earth's with the protagonist. Everyone else is a bad person. And so Shang Tsung is trying to cheat and kill all of Earth's champions before the tournaments. So either the Outer Worlds will win by default or at least have an easier chance to win and take over Earth. So that's kind of the background of Mortal Kombat of this film. All you need to know is we talk about what happens in this in this <laughs> 2021 version of the film. Um... And this movie does a lot of bad things, and it does some some good things. And so we're going to kind of break it down into two chunks where I talk about one of the really most frustrating parts of the movie for me. And then we're going to kind of go into some of the really good things. And so in this film, what they did, which is an interesting choice, is they, they chose to not have the protagonist, the main protagonist of the film, be one of the characters from the very rich lore and history of Mortal Kombat is they kind of invented their own. And his name is this, again, this MMA fighter, Cole Young, who has never existed. Again, brand new, unique character. They're introducing him to the Mortal Kombat universe, which, again, is a really interesting choice because this universe has been around for a long time, right? And so they're saying, well, here's this new character. And we'll get, I'll get, I'm going to really bust him open in a minute. I really just wanted to first talk about this film's opening. So the film, it opens on Scorpion, who's probably one of the most popular. Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I'd say, are the two most popular, well-known characters in the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, if you don't <laughs> if you don't know Mortal Kombat or you don't care about Mortal Kombat, this episode probably won't be for you, but I, I encourage you to go check it out because it's a fun universe. Anyway, so the film opens on Scorpion, who isn't known as Scorpion at this time. He's, he's still called by his human name, Hanzo Hizashi. And it opens on him and his family. He has a daughter, a son, and, and a wife. And they're kind of all hanging out. His daughter's a baby. His son's probably five or six. And so uh, Scorpion goes to get some buckets of water, whatever. They're living this peaceful country life. Sub-Zero shows up. Um, Scorpion's wife hides his daughter in like under a plank in the house and goes out to try to find scorpion but sub-zero 
shows up, murks everybody, kills <laughs> kills her, the wife, and the son. And so Hanzo, Scorpion, is filling up buckets. And this choice was so weird. This is why I bring it up. He's filling up buckets of water, and he hears his wife scream. <laughs> and suddenly, there's this, like, five-second shot of slow motion of just the bucket of water falling. and then, <laughs> But then it goes back to regular speed, and we just kind of watch the water drip out. And this choice made no sense to me. I thought it was so dumb that it was just this random slow-mo. And again, this is like five minutes into the film. And it was such a great way to get me excited for how bad this movie was going to be. And so, anyway, so Scorpion shows up. And there's this fight scene, which really actually, the fight, this fight scene was probably my favorite one, which was a bummer because it was right at the beginning. But it's kind of this this uh what i took as an origin i don't know if it was i i I think scorpion and sub-zero had some history but scorpion grabs a a dagger and ties it to the end of the rope and kind of does his classic in the video games this his classic moves of like get over here and he throws this knife and pulls people over there anyway so this super hyper violent fight scene takes place which is again so exactly what i was looking for there's this part where where uh, Scorpion stabs the dude in the head, and there's just blood everywhere. Every every punch shoots, you know, a, a splatter of blood into the air, regardless of where the punch is. There's just so much blood, which is so Mortal Kombat, and again, so exactly what I was hoping for. And then there's this one part where where it's it gets to Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting, and Sub Zero slams Scorpion's head onto a rock. And again, just this huge splatter of blood. There's this blood that drips all over the rock, and then Scorpion gets up, and his head is fine, right? Like so, it's so. It it really did a great job of introducing just again how ridiculous this universe is, how over the top the violence is, how extreme it is, and I was stoked about it. This this opening fight scene was really amazing, and then the rest of the film follows. We like this happens in the past, and then we kind of cut to Cole Young the worst character of all time. I have no idea why they chose to introduce this this man so poorly. So who is Cole Young? We have no idea. I, I don't know who he is. We, we know very little about his history. In the first hour, so more than half of the film is passed, the only details that we have of him is that he used to be a fighter, but this is like very vague Right there's like one line of dialogue that's like, "Oh, you used to be a big deal, but you're not anymore." But he's also really young, so he's not like washed up. He just like somehow isn't a big deal anymore. And we learn that he's currently a fighter, but he's only fight he's fighting for like $200 in these really cheap underground fights where it sounds like he usually just gets his ass kicked. You know, one of the first lines that were introduced to him, it's like, "Oh, Cole Young's back, the human punching bag." So clearly this guy isn't a very good fighter. Like he's just getting his butt kicked. So that's the one thing <laughs> that we know about him. The other detail that we have is he, there are two women in his life. An older, uh, or not older, but around his age woman and a younger girl. We're told that this is his family. I It's not super alluded to for, again, about half the film, whether this is his like his younger sister and his trainer or his girlfriend and his younger sister. Like, we don't know the nature of their relationships until about halfway through when we find out that this is his wife and his daughter. So they do a really horrible job of establishing Cole Young as a character that, one, we want to succeed. 
two is likable, and three has things to lose. It's so vague that who this person is. <laughs> and so it's just like, what a horrible way to introduce us to who you're saying, this is the protagonist, and then they kind of represent him as the chosen one, right? He's a descendant of Scorpion. He's had this mark of the Mortal Kombat dragon on his arm since birth. And throughout the film, this is kind of like the, the, the motif of you're chosen to fight. And if you're chosen to fight, you have this Mortal Kombat dragon as like a birthmark somewhere on your body. And if you kill someone who has the Mortal Kombat dragon, you inherit it. It's kind of alluded to in the film. So Cole Young is special because he's had it since birth. He didn't earn it. And he's earned it by being Scorpion's descendant, but also the dude just sucks. (laughs) And so we open up on this cheap fight of him. And he loses. He loses to some random dude. And so if you're going to create a new Mortal Kombat character, at least go as far as to not make him suck at fighting. Like, we have we have no context on the, that fact. Or we have no visual confirmation that this guy is a good fighter. All we know is that he's a loser. <laughs> and, again, he's this main protagonist in the film. And I'm going to walk you through what he does in this movie. Because he doesn't do anything to make him the main protagonist the film is carried by all the other characters and this dude is just kind of there so at the beginning he again gets his butt kicked by this nobody who we don't even know the name of and he loses to him and then later on he he loses to or he doesn't really help against the fight against reptile they fight reptile at some point he gets his butt kicked later by kung lao he gets his butt kicked by kano he gets his feelings hurt by raiden because he can't find his power and then he leaves raiden's temple because he's like i can't do this and he goes home and then he fights goro he gets his butt kicked by goro for a good few minutes and then his powers show up, and then he wins. And this is the only fight that he wins by himself in the entire movie is when he gets his powers. So by himself, without these powers, he has he doesn't win one fight. Which, again, such an interesting choice for your lead character to just make him be bad at fighting <laughs> in a fighting movie. Then even with his powers, he can't handle Melina, who shows up later and they kind of towards the end and they have this fight where they're all fighting the bad guys right they split up on the on the good guy's side we have uh Jax, we have sonya blade we have uh cole young we have kung lao and we have uh Lu king and so these are the good guys and they're fighting the bad guys which is uh if you're familiar with the characters this is for you they have cabal they have raiko they have melina they have natara Right, and I think that I think, and then Kano's on. He he joins the bad side, and so these like they're kind of all um, squaring off against each other. And so Cole Young fights Melina, can't fight Melina, so Sonya has to come in and save him, even though she just had to beat Kano. She just kills Kano, and then she shows up and kills Melina too because he can't handle it even with his powers. And then at the end, he sort of helps the fight against Sub Zero, who's like the big bad guy, but Scorpion shows up and does most of the work. So. Cole Young doesn't do anything in this movie to make him likable, doesn't do anything in this movie to make us be like, oh yeah, I want this guy to succeed. He just gets, he just shows up and gets his butt kicked. And my favorite moment of all of Cole Young is there's this one moment where he's finding out his heritage. And this is right before he leaves because he can't find his power is Raiden is like, you know, you're a big deal. Raiden's, Raiden kind of goes on this spiel about how his blood ha- comes from one of the greatest ninjas of all time. 
scorpion and how he was hoping that that blood would still and whatever scorpion's natural talent for fighting would still be present in cole young and it's not and so Raiden at one point says to him he goes before this spiel goes you know you have powerful blood right you know you have a powerful family and cole young goes family i'm just an orphan from the south side of chicago and that floored me. We don't know anything about this character. We don't know where he's from. We don't know his upbringing. And out of nowhere, he goes, I'm just an orphan from the south side of Chicago. And I thought that was so... It's such bad writing. Because we don't know this. We don't know he's from Chicago. And if someone is like, you know you have a powerful family, right? If someone came to me and I said, and I was an orphan, and someone said, you have a very powerful family. Do you know that? And I said, I never knew my family. That's what I would say. I wouldn't say, I'm just an orphan from the south side of Chicago. And it felt so dumb. And not like in a... Well, you know what? It would have felt way more fun if they... If he was an orphan from the south side of Chicago. If we knew that his backstory was this like scrappy orphan from the south side of Chicago. Who was a street fighter. Who kicked butt on the streets. And that's how he got by is these underground fights. I would have way rather that be the story. And if you've seen this movie. that that's I, I would totally get behind that movie. If that was this character. Instead of like just this random that we don't know about. And I guess we can kind of extrapolate and put that backstory there from the one line i'm just an orphan from the south side of chicago but it's not there right that's the thing is they don't give that to us and if they did then this line would be awesome because it's so bad but in this case it just makes no sense and it's so bad and so that was my favorite part is this orphan from the south side of chicago that just came out of left field and <laughs> kicked us in the balls with the fact that this dude is an orphan <laughs> from the south side of chicago and Again, going into just how dumb this Cole's character is. He's so surface level. He's such a, just a token hero. You know, if you've heard of the, the hero's journey where a hero, hero leaves, he fails, he comes back, and he wins. Like, that's the hero's journey, right? They have they, they leave something, they fail, and they get to the low point, the lowest they've ever been, so that they can overcome and win. It's this very token, very fundamental, for, formulaic storytelling um, technique right it's it's it exists everywhere it's existed forever and you can play with it and make it really exciting by by giving us a real character but all cole young is is just like just like the red dot that follows this storyline he he's just a he's a block character he has no depth and so at the beginning cole leaves his family his wife and his daughter to to go fight sonya blade for no other purpose than the fact that he needs to leave something, right? Like, I mean, Sub-Zero shows up, and so does Jax, and Jax is like, go to Virginia and find Sonya Blade. And Cole is like, okay. And he leaves his entire family behind, which is <laughs> which is so dumb because they're clearly in danger too because when Sub-Zero shows up, the first person that he goes after is Cole Young's daughter. So it's not like he can just leave them, I guess in Chicago, is I, which <laughs> I'm inferring from the line, I'm just an orphan from the south side of Chicago. And so anyways, he just leaves his family out of nowhere. And then he, he kind of is taken on this journey. He does nothing to earn it to get to Raiden's temple. And then when Raiden's like, go home, you're not ready, he just bails. Like he's not like, well... 
I want to fight. If this is my heritage, I want to fight and I want to try to save Earth. He's just like, you're right. I can't do it. And he leaves. <laughs> right? And the only reason he leaves is because he needs a low point. to Like, the movie requires a low point for him to come back from. And so, again, fine, whatever. Sure, I agree. If, we're have a, if we have a hero, he needs a low point to come back from. But make it a real low point. Don't just make it happen because it's supposed to. <laughs> like... If he's supposed to be this protagonist, why would he just bail the second someone's like, hey, you can't do this? He's like, oh, you're right. I'm out of here. I'm just an orphan from the south side of Chicago. What am I supposed to do? And so, like, why add this character and present him as, like, this chosen hero if he's just a bland loser throughout the entire movie? And the only reason I, like, like, the, the only thing that I had to care about him was the fact that he was a descendant of Scorpion, right? Like, the, like that was kind of this whole poll that's just like, you should care about this guy because um, he's Scorpion's descendant. But that's not enough to keep me <laughs> grounded in the film. And I think, I think the reason it bugged me so much is because they created the new character, right? Like if they had used, in, in the 1995 film, they used Liu Kang as the chosen one who's going to the tournament. And you know what I mean? It's it's a classic story. It works really good in, in kind of the, the tournament format is that there's this, this dark horse, this chosen one who's supposed to come in and, and win it all, right? And then whatever, that's, that's what happens in the 1995 film with Liu Kang, and that works because we know Liu Kang, right? We already know his story a little bit. If we've played the games, we already trust him as a character because it's a video game movie. And I think they even set it up better. I can't, I haven't seen the film in a long time, but I'm going to say that they set it up better in the 1995 film that we should care about this character. I don't care about Cole Young. I, <laughs> I thought it was so, so dumb. And if you're just like, if you want to pull from him being a descendant of Scorpion, if you want to use Scorpion as the pull, just use Scorpion, right? I'd way rather have seen, because what happens to Scorpion is he gets killed by Sub-Zero and he goes to the Nether Realms, which is essentially hell. And then we kind of get this weird c story like it's not even a b story it's like the c d story way in the background this weird illusion that he's been in hell the whole time training to come back and to fight sub-zero right and and again that's me extrapolating because they don't really give us that but i'd way rather have that story than this random dude i'd way rather have the redemption of scorpion than just like scorpion's great grandson who just is there because he for some reason because he's an orphan for the society chicago and so, anyways, really bugged me. I really hated Cole Young, and it was disappointing. Um, the writing and the acting in the film is, of course, horrible. And I could talk about how horribly written Kano was for about an hour, but I'm not going to do that because that was expected. You know, I wasn't going in thinking about this writing, this acting is going to be great. I was hoping for bad, campy acting and bad, cheesy writing, and that's what I got. And so, what I'm instead going to talk about is talk about some of the really good things the movie does instead of dumping on Cole Young for another 20 minutes. Um, and the movie does. It does do some really good things and some really exciting things for me, who's a fan of the the, the universe and the fighting movie genre, right? I really I really enjoy them. And so um, one thing that I was really impressed with was the, the Asian representation in this film. In, in the past films and TV shows, they're usually, it's a very whitewashed movie. Right, and what they did really well here is is Raiden is portrayed by an Asian man, and this is the first big screen movie that Raiden is portrayed by not a, by an Asian, by not a white guy, and so that was really nice. And there was also more 
representation, like the cast, the main cast wasn't all token white dudes, right? It, we had Kung Lao, we had Lao King, and they're fantastic. And actually, Liu Kang was my favorite character. I, I thought he did such a good, the, the actor is jacked out of his mind, looks great, acts great, fantastic. I He was my favorite character. He really stole the show for me. And another really good thing that this movie did is they're, they really played into the violence and there were some really good fighting moments, which I personally loved because they, they didn't hold back on the violence, which is something that they, they did in other films to make it more accessible to kids. But they really went for the R rating and for the hyper violence that our society craves. Um, <laughs> and so I was going to highlight a few of the my favorite moments. There's one moment where Jax, who gets his arms ripped off by Sub-Zero, and then he gets his metallic arms that come back that are his kind of token arms in the game. And he's fighting Reiko, and Reiko falls to his knees, and Jax sla- claps his hands together and pops Reiko's head, and it just pops off, right? And we there's blood everywhere. It's disgusting, and it's fantastic. Um, my favorite mo- moment in the film is L- Liu Kang has this very classic move where he jumps and does like a, a flurry of kicks, and it just looks so cool. It's my favorite fighting move in any fighting game. I wish I... I don't know if it's called flurry kicks... But I absolutely adore it. I don't know the moose actual name. And so from the moment I saw Liu Kang, I was really hoping it's just a bicycle kick, I guess is what? Flying kick, bicycle kick. Anyways, from the moment I, we saw Liu Kang, I was hoping for this moment. And at the end, he's fighting with Cabal. And Cabal's character design looks great. He has this cool mask. And Liu Kang jumps up and does this flurry kick. And it looks so cool. The 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 kid in me loved it i freaked out i thought it was amazing um and my favorite violent moment in the film is when kung lao he fights natara and kung lao has this hat which he kind of uses as like a boomerang slash like chains not chainsaw what what's the circle saw anyways it kind of has a bunch of different purposes and he throws it into the ground and it starts to spin and he's with fighting natara who has these big like leathery wings and he's like riding her on her back and he she he slams her into the ground and throws her into it and we see her get cut in half (laughs) and it's horrible right but it does like the very unrealistic body folds in half and we see like this the spine and it's disgusting and it's so good and the needless violence was not toned down at all and that's what i love about the games right it's just like they're ridiculous they're over the top people rip each other's spines out you know what i mean that you can clap somebody's head and it'll explode and it just makes you like cringe and i I just think it's (laughs) it's amazing i loved it and so i really had to hand it to them there that they didn't shy away from that and that's what i was hoping for and so overall this movie sucks right it's not good this movie is not a good movie but holy hell is it so much fun and it, it isn't the great Mortal Kombat movie that like I, I know can exist, right? But it has its moments. And for me, what it really represented is the potential to make a really great Mortal Kombat movie. Because it, was, it just felt like it was fun to watch, but it felt like a missed opportunity. It felt like they just are a few steps away from cracking the code into making just like an amazing Mortal Kombat movie by leaning into the fact that it's going to be bad. Right? I think they tried too hard to make it an objectively good film, which it absolutely in no way is not. And I don't think Mortal Kombat can ever be an objectively good film because it's what makes Mortal Kombat fun is the ridiculousness of it. And so, you know, I think of movies like John Wick, where 
for me, my favorite John Wick is the second one. Because in the first one, it felt like it took itself a little too seriously at times. It's still really good. But the second one, I really thought that they leaned into this ridiculous idea that there's this dude whose dog got killed who can just kill anybody he wants, right? And the fight scenes are amazing. Keanu Reeves is not a great actor, right? He's amazing. I love Keanu Reeves. But what makes him good is his not great acting, right? He just kind of has this, I need guns, more guns. And he says everything like that for the entire movie. And so, like, leaning into that like John Wick did, I think you can recreate a movie that's not going to win an Oscar, Right? No one's gonna no one's gonna be like, wow, that's that movie, the writing was fantastic, right? That direction was unbelievable. But it's so much fun to watch because it's ridiculous. Because in John Wick we see him kill two dudes with a pencil. So why not lean into that in the Mortal Kombat movie? How ridiculous it is, right? Just have the needless violence be the star instead of trying to 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 coax us into a story that's half baked and not well done. Right, and so I think it's just like there's this potential for this Mortal Kombat movie, and I'll talk about it a little more in a bit, but it's just untapped, and they're so close to it, which is exciting, but also it's a bummer that they missed the opportunity here. And so um, my critic eye, if I, if I were to put on my critic hat and objectively review this film, I would give it one out of five orphans from the south side of Chicago. But if I consider my dude who loves movies in Mortal Kombat eye, Right, it's it's one hundred percent. It's it's like a five out of five orphans from the south side of Chicago, because I I loved it. It was so fun to watch, but it's a bad movie. It's not good, right? And so it's this weird, which is kind of as I as I read a lot of the reviews, a lot of people had the similar feeling as me, where I'm not like a Mortal Kombat fanatic, right? Which it might sound like I am, but I don't know everything about the lore. I haven't played every single video game. When I play the video games, I play them for about an hour and a half two hours and I'm kind of done with them because <laughs> that's all I can take and they're hard they're, they're very technically difficult and challenging and so um it's it's hard to to kind of judge in that sense and there's a lot of people who it seemed like had the same kind of um mentality as I did where it's like this was so fun to watch but it's such a bad movie <laughs> and so like it's just this, and I think that's where video game movies are interesting, is because it's just these two mediums coming together in a really, really interesting way. Um, and again, a lot of the reviews said these same things. There seemed to be kind of two schools of thoughts where people like me who aren't fanatics of the games, but they're fans, enjoyed it. But then there were there's the other school of thoughts of people who really hated the movie, who were people who like knew the lore of the film and we're like well Sub-Zero didn't do this and Scorpion didn't do this and his resurrection happened this way and like they knew the specifics and they were bummed that they changed the canon of the of the universe and so again I think this is where again video game movies are interesting where we have fans and super fans and if you're a super fan of Mortal Kombat you might not like this movie but if you're like me and you just kind of love the violence of Mortal Kombat you've played a few of the games you think they're so fun then I think this movie is going to be really enjoyable for you Anyways, I'll, I'll dive into some of the reviews that I thought brought up very similar thoughts to my own. Uh, a letterboxed user named Jaden209, he says, Objectively, this doesn't deserve five stars. But my 14-year-old self that grew up playing Mortal Kombat his whole life insists that it's a five-star masterpiece. And in a similar vein, uh, this letterboxed user's name is Bree Diddy. And he says, or they say, I guess I don't know the... Anyways, they say, I get why some people wouldn't like this as a movie. But I love Mortal Kombat. Emelina was there, and Sub-Zero was dramatic as hell, so that's all I needed. Great fight sequences. I'd like to see ten more of these. And I had a very similar thought to that one after the movie. 
I was I was like, I want to see one of these movies come out every single year. I wish there was a slew of 15 Mortal Kombat movies that I could just dive into, right? That are bad, but they're so fun to watch and that focus on the action and that are just ridiculous. Because, I don't know, I guess one of the things that maybe is why it's so satisfying for me is because I'm not good at the games, right? I can't master the the techniques because I, I don't, I don't want to put it in the time to, I guess. But in the movie, we can see those really complex moves brought to life without having to earn them (laughs) and so that's really fun right and so i think i'd love to see this just just this slew of mortal kombat movies come out that aren't trying to be good right and i i i wish mortal kombat and this movie leaned more into that of the fact that like the kids that are going to love this, the people that are going to love this are the people who played this when they were 14 and are ups- and, and loved it, right? And I, I think they do a they do a good job because there were some moments that brought out these feelings in these reviewers and even me. But I think if they leaned into the craziness, I think as well, like it, it appeals to those 14-year-old pe- or the 14-year-old kids in all of us who played Mortal Kombat. But I also think when you lean into the craziness, it broadens the scope again, like John Wick, right? Like, John Wick, I guess, doesn't have a rich history like Mortal Kombat, but I think it's pretty widely enjoyed by a lot of people, right? I haven't met anyone who says John Wick is a bad movie. I've never had a conversation about it, right? Like, my wife loves it, and she has a really good taste in movies, but it's not something that I don't think she would... Well, it's not something... It's not a typical film that she'd be like, yeah, I want to watch that movie, right? But they're so fun, and and they're so ridiculous, and that's what makes them good. And so I think, again... If Mortal Kombat leans into that kind of ridiculousness, I think it'll broaden the scope and create a really universally loved movie that everyone will like to watch. And there's this, like, definitely this niche of people who love good, bad movies, right? And it, movies where it doesn't matter if the acting is bad and the writing is cheesy, because we're not going to see writing. We're not going to see... Um, acting, we're going to see someone get their spine ripped out, or you know what I mean. <laughs> like that's what we're that's what we're going to see, and that's why he showed up. And uh, there's this one movie, which I think is a great example of this. It's called Miami Connection, and it's another movie I watched probably about a year ago that I just kind of stumbled upon. And it's this old movie from I believe the 70s or 80s. Miami Connection again, that's what it's called, and it's a it's like this kung fu movie with cocaine and gangster and a rock band who goes and fights ninjas. Like it's ridiculous. It's so bad, and it's so violent, and it's the best movie I've ever seen. Like, I loved it. And I think Mortal Kombat could be that, right? I think it could be this this franchise that just plays on that, that just cranks out bad movies that don't take themselves seriously. But while they don't take themselves seriously, they're so fun to watch because they just allow this ridiculous, violent escape that just allows us to have fun for an hour and a half, right? And um, on a different note, uh, Matt Singer on Letterbox, I believe this was a three-star review. I thought he brought up some good points about kind of where the Mortal Kombat movie fell short to people who don't know the context and who don't know the games and who just went to see the movie, right? Because people are just going to go see the movie because this movie is coming out in theaters and vaccines are coming out and movie theaters are opening up. And so a lot of people are probably going to just go see this movie because it's going to be their first time in a movie theater in, in over a year, right? And so he says, I'm not sure I fully understand the rules of Mortal Kombat. How do you know when someone's won? Are there like rounds? You can just kill your opponent before the fight starts and that's fine. 
and that's what he says. And I think that brings up a really good point about the missed opportunity of this movie, right? Is we have this really cool, I think the tournament concept, like the tournament, the fighting tournament to save the earth is a cool concept as it is, right? And that's why the video games are fun is because, again, it's this ridiculous concept of like, oh, if you fight the aliens and win, they can't take over earth, right? And so, but this movie doesn't have a tournament. They don't use the tournament format. What they do is they they have this weird, like, we're going to kill all the good guys before the tournament, while at the same time hyping up the fact that this tournament's going to decide everything, right? And so the entire movie, until there's about, I don't know, 20 minutes left, well, 40 minutes left is when I realized they're not going to get to the tournament in this movie. They're not even going to touch it. And so the rules aren't set up very well of the tournament of the universe because what the movie is saying is there is this tournament, but then it presents us with a movie that shows the fighting outside of the tournament and the fact that they can just fight and kill you outside of the tournament, and that's okay too. And it alludes to the fact that there are rules, but it also just like kind of brushes it off by saying, like, these elder gods are the people who are supposed to keep the rules, and it kind of just like pushes it off and says, well, they don't care. Right? And so they did a they did a poor job of creating a universe with strict rules that are that are meant to be followed and i think it's a missed opportunity because we also could have gotten a, a movie like Bloodsport, but hyper violent and if you haven't seen Bloodsport, it's this movie with john claude van damme and it's very similar it's this i believe it's in china it's where it's set and it's like this this underground tournament for all worldwide fighters and they win a buttload of money and it's like you fight to the death essentially is how or until someone yields but it's just these people who beat the crap out of each other. It's this underground fighting tournament. And it, that movie, again, it's fantastic because it just it takes this tournament idea and leans into the ridiculousness of it instead of just trying to do something unique. Because I don't, I don't think Mortal Kombat can do something unique because it's been around forever and people don't want it to be unique. right? It needs, it needs to play to its strengths and unfortunately here it doesn't. But at the same time, it sounds like we might get a few sequels, right? The the actor who plays Sub-Zero mentioned that he, depending on the success of this movie, he signed up for four sequels. And so there could be, you know what I mean? There could be a bunch of movies and and they could really hit the stride and really knock it out of the park and, and really nail a Mortal Kombat movie, which excites me. And regardless of the fact, I'm probably going to watch them all because I love how bad these movies are. <laughs> Even if they're just bad in a bad way i'm gonna watch them because i just i i I love it i love the concept i think it's ridiculous and especially knowing that they're gonna they're gonna do the -the over-the-top violence i'm i'm there because i love it i think it's so fun i think it's so much fun um and uh it's gonna be around for hbo on hbo max for a while it's in theaters so you can totally check it out um and i and i would recommend it to anyone who wants to have a fun it's like an hour and 50 minutes. Anyone who wants to have a good couple hours, go check it out because it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and now I'm going to introduce a new segment, which isn't like super exciting, but I, th- I thought I'd take some time to just kind of share what else I'm watching if and, and maybe give you some recommendations on, on other shows to watch if you think I know what I'm talking about, which I do. I know my media. If there's one thing I know, it's my media. Um, <laughs> and so what I've been watching, what else I've been watching outside of World Combat is I recently checked out because um, HBO Max is where everything in the universe is. It's a pretty good streaming service. And so I checked out Watchmen, the HBO original series based on the graphic novel by Alan Moore. And uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's heavy. It's for sure heavy. It deals with some really heavy themes of, 
of race and corruption and those and, and police brutality excuse me and those kind of things so it's a lot so there's some trigger warnings there but it's it's about a nine episode it is nine episodes so about nine hours miniseries on hbo fantastic absolutely blew me away loved it for sure one of the best things i've seen in a long time and if you're looking for something easier to watch if and you have hbo max you should check out curb your enthusiasm which is the larry david who co-created seinfeld his sitcom that he did after seinfeld and it's ridiculous it's hilarious it's crude it's crass and it's it's a whole lot of fun and so those are the two things i'm watching on hbo max which hey sponsor me hbo max i'm talking about you a lot and if you really it's it's a really good streaming service i spend a lot of time on there <laughs> um but that's gonna do it for me i i appreciate you listening if if there's anything you want to say about mortal kombat or if there's any movies that you like or you want to tell me that i'm doing a bad job or a good job or you just want to say hi you can follow me on twitter at underscore underscore luke jackson or you can send me an email at luke.jackson at thegeekwave.com and uh yeah you can reach out to me there if there's a movie you want to hear me talk about or you can really just say anything just pop by say hi it would mean a lot to me um and uh, i'm gonna close it off with some very wise words in regard to the mortal kombat movie from letterboxd user young tomato god young tomato god <laughs> says to us he says they spelt combat wrong idiots <laughs> for geek film critic i'm luke jackson <laughs>